Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Broadcasting live on the Mixed Radio Network. You're listening to Casey Ryan on the cutting room floor. All right, how you doing, everybody? Casey Ryan here again for a very special edition of the Cutting Room Floor, a little podcast that I started to showcase indie entertainers from all walks. I like to say, if you've got a story to tell or a project to sell, then I want to hear from you. Uh, easiest way to get a hold of me is on Twitter. You can ask anybody that knows me or I'm on there all the time, at Cutting Room MRB, or you can hit me up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cutting Room MRB. Uh, if you want to be on the show, if you have something that you want to promote, if you're an indie musician and you want me to play uh, some of your music on air, uh, I'm always looking for tracks to play on air, even if you can't make it on for an interview. Uh, shoot me an email, cuttingroomfloor.mrb at gmail.com. Uh, so this is a, a very special episode of the Cutting Room Floor. Before I do that, I just want to make sure I get in uh, my standard shout-outs here for the Wolf, who acts as my announcer. Uh, you can uh, listen to him and his dear wife, Susan, every Sunday night from 8 o'clock until midnight on the Mix uh, Radio Network from 8 o'clock until midnight on the Live from the Morgue podcast. Uh, also to Michael Cardello, who wrote my jingle for me there, uh, and to the gang down in uh, Los Angeles at Brigade Radio 1, Ethan Detmeyer and the gang for giving me a new home away from home out in Los Angeles, and you can listen to me on Brigade Radio 1, and that's one all spelled out, uh, dot org. So after n- almost nine years and almost 600 episodes of doing this show, this is kind of a surreal <laughs> experience for me, because normally I'm alone in the basement doing the show in my little man cave, as my, uh, my wife likes to call it. Uh, this time I've got my guest live in studio with me, and I couldn't be happier with uh, you know with this uh, to have the first guest on site. Uh, Ken Flott is here, and if you listen to this show fairly regularly, Ken has been a show a, fan, a friend of this show um, for a long, long time. I initially uh, met him through a mutual uh, friend and acquaintance, Seton Bailey. Uh, this has proven to be a lot of fun having Ken on here. He's part of what we call the Indie Rat Pack, which is uh, uh, Paul Reeves and um, Ann Lauer and Chip Van. Beek and Don Portella and of course Voice Nagoka, uh, Stephen Voice as he now calls himself. So uh, we're actually going to be having the whole group uh, again back here next week, uh, late next week for my last show of the year. This has become sort of a, a tradition on the cutting room floor. Uh, Ken is a member of what I affectionately refer to as my repeat offenders club. Uh, these are the uh, group of people that have been generous enough to donate their time to me more than once. Uh, and I say that with uh, as a term of high respect. Uh, to give you a little bit of a background on him, he's originally from the uh, the Boston area. He's uh, now up in in Montreal for the uh, for the weekend. He's a prolific filmmaker, actor who dabbles who, in stand-up comedy occasionally. Uh, he took his he took his girlfriend to her first ever NHL game uh, this weekend in Montreal. And if that's not a test of bravery, then I don't know what is. I told her to bring earplugs when I met her because uh, you know five will get you ten that you're going to go half deaf, especially if they start to lose, which is what happened this weekend. 
Um, Ken was previously on uh, a few months ago to talk about his short film Nikki, uh, and uh, now he's got a whole bunch of other things that he's up to. We're going to get an update on Nikki and also uh, a short story concept that he's working on called Off the Books. So, without further ado, the Cutting Room Full proudly welcomes for the first time in studio, live on site from the great city of Laval. <laughs> uh, Ken Flott is here. Ken, how you doing? I'm doing Casey. Casey, I'm doing very well. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And uh, uh, tight quarters down here, just so everybody knows on the other end, I'm actually sitting on his lap at the moment. Yeah, see, you, you, I mean, all the pictures that I post of my little uh, minions here that uh, are kind of looking on as I do my show, you can tell like I wasn't exaggerating with my uh, with my uh, little entourage here, right? So I was uh, very excited to uh, to come up here and, and uh, be the first uh, in studio guest. What I didn't realize is that uh, yeah, I'm up here in uh, Montreal for the weekend, but I'm um, looking forward to after the show finally getting to leave uh, Casey's basement after three days. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, uh, so I guess how's the trip going? I mean, you know, uh, I, you've been up here several times, from what I understand, right? Yeah, so I've been up here uh, an awful lot to, uh, throughout my life, mostly back in the day for um, Bruins trips, you know, with uh, with friends and whatnot, which is also uh, always went off the rails back then. But uh, this time was just uh, you know time uh, to take a trip with uh, with Julie. It's her birthday uh, recently, and uh, she hadn't been to Montreal since she's I think been uh, an adult anyway. So. Um, you know, she uh, uh, turned. Uh, she's uh, thirty plus. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, and I said, hey, why don't we, <laughs> why don't we uh, head up to Montreal and, and and see what's up there? So uh, showing her around a bit and uh, having a really really good time. I'll tell you, it's 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 been a lot of fun. And you know, Canadian kindness is is, is never more on display than uh, um, than uh, here in Montreal. And but also with you as well, my friend. So and we you. we got a chance to uh, even voice showed up for a little bit. So yep. you got a chance to meet him too. Right? Yeah, it was so. great. Uh, we got posted. So check us out on uh, also at uh, Casey's Twitter and mine at Ken lot you can see a picture of that stuff it was great it was, it was really cool a uh, really cool moment to be able to it's uh, like we were discussing earlier before, uh, before we went on the year uh, Casey and I has, uh, mentioned that uh, you know the internet makes um, uh, neighbors of us all yeah so it's, it's it, there's yeah. no uh, uh, there's no other way to, to put it because uh, I wouldn't have met Casey wouldn't have met Stephen uh, Paul uh, or Ryan uh, who I hope is uh, listening in is uh, uh, and Ian all, all those people but you don't get to meet them but to get to meet them in, in real life and, and, and make something like that happen like that moment it's a really cool moment well it's kind of surreal too like I, I mean even when I was thinking about some of my past experiences with doing this show I've had uh, I always feel sorry for the uh, the guys that agree to do the show from Australia because they're getting up in the middle of the night to talk to me mm -hmm. but I've had people on from as far away as uh, another friend that you know uh, Magda Olczewska from yeah. uh, from Poland I, I've had people on from South America uh, all over the place mm -hmm. certainly all over the states pretty much every corner of the states that you could possibly imagine and and it it really is kind of neat when that happens that every once in a while you get a touch point from somebody in a completely different part of the world and they see what you're doing well, that uh, the, the one time we were uh, um, I think it was the, uh, uh, the time we were talking about Nikki but uh, it was uh, time before last was uh, um, and I always forget his name he's gonna kill me is uh, uh, the guy who fought uh, um, uh, 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 Dalton at the end of and at the end of uh, uh, Roadhouse is uh, uh, so, uh, Marshall Tiki. Marshall, yeah, yeah, Marshall Tiki. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. How else would we have met him or been able to uh, and, and connect with him? Is other than on the internet, on the internet or, or social media? It's, it's, it's just a cool moment like that. That's cool stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I kid Marshall because he, he's one of the true Southern gentlemen, uh, one of the true U.S. gentlemen, I, I should say. And I mean, that guy's got more 
life history and life experience, I think, than anybody else that I've had on the show. He was a Navy SEAL. He, uh, he he was saying that when he was on this set of Armageddon, he was one of the few people that actually got a chance to go up uh, because he didn't relinquish his um, his security clearances. So he was the only one of the uh, of the cast that actually go up, got to go and sit <laughs> in the actual spaceship. That's amazing. And uh, just I I never know what I'm going to get when I get on here, and it, it's a lot of fun. I got a, a quick uh, uh, so. Uh, um, Quick uh, uh, Marshall Teak uh, impersonation, if you want to. Hey, man, I'd love to work with y'all. I love indie film. I'm sorry, Marshall. Yeah, and I, I'm trying to get him back. So, Marshall, you know, <laughs> if you want to come, and we'll make you an honorary indie Rat Pack member. And uh, uh, that was one of the funny situations, too, because he's really close to uh, to the wolf and Susan on the morgue. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. He knows them really well. And I didn't know that when I booked the interview. So I finally got him on. So, yeah, you know, uh, Wolf told me, he says, yeah, here you got your friend Marshall on. Said, they were actually going to make him godfather to their daughter. <laughs> so, um, well, she'd be safe, that's for sure. She'd be that, safe. That that's for, that's for damn sure. He's a tough, tough man. And, and I keep saying this, and I'm going to say this again. Marshall, please run for president. <laughs> Honestly, uh, dude. Honestly. You want, I mean, you want to... Uh, it's that you and uh, 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 Casey and myself will be behind you, of course, rooting you on. We wouldn't be doing anything, but uh, we'll, t- we'll take uh, uh, we'll take it uh, worldwide and uh, keep the whole world safe. Marshall, please. So I I, um, I understand that you actually heard about something that I didn't know that was happening here. You you got a chance to see some kind of Leonard Cohen exhibit. In your oh life? yeah yeah. So um, uh, uh, Leonard Cohen uh, is a uh, uh, big influence, musical influence and whatnot. Uh, uh, um, but uh, listening to his music and, and stuff and other people doing his um, doing his music, you know, in particular like uh, uh, Julie's uh, uh, favorite song she didn't know before, but was uh, during the Olympics and uh, out in uh, uh, um, uh, Vancouver when uh, um, Katie Lang sang Hallelujah, of course. Now that song's been around and there's so many renditions of that, but that there, you know, that defining moment of of, of that song is that uh, she was just wild for it. She still listens, listens to it now. So um, when, you know, given the opportunity, we're coming up here and then seeing that, uh, so they've got a year long exhibit that runs through um, next September, I believe it is, uh, celebrating his life and his music and his words and whatnot. Um, really fantastic job that they did on it. The first thing they hit you with when, when you walk in is you walk upstairs and everything's in black and white. It's just, it was yeah. like his life was in black and white. You know, he's just like that, the ultimate. And actually, his house is up here. Yeah, well, yeah, he's from here. He's from, that's right, yeah, yeah from Montreal. Yeah, yeah. But the first thing they hit you with is you go down a corridor. It's a large, uh, this gigantic wall. It's got some of his um, quotes on it and uh, song lyrics. And you walk into a room and on three sides of you um, with these, uh, you know, five foot screens all around you is just him performing live. Um, the same... Um, songs and the same like uh, uh, songs at the same time but from different periods of his life right. so it's, it's oh it's amazing absolutely amazing and then you walk into other rooms you're just surrounded uh, surrounded by sound other people doing his works um him uh, just you know reading office there was m- uh, movies made of him uh, uh that uh, uh, uh there's a lot of artifacts from, from that stuff so you get to see um and, and dive deep into into his life and uh, uh, like right near the end hopefully it's, it's not a spoiler alert but right near the end is this small room and it's made up like his uh, like his office, um, actually much much like this here, uh, li- like where you do your business, right? right? Except you know without the bars on the window and, and the bowls of water for me. So, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so right at the end, it's like his office. His guitar case is there, and his typewriter is there. And then through the window is a holograph of him just staring off, like you know, into the streets of Montreal. He's looking, and then if you wait long enough, it just gives me chills. Let's take it about again. Is he like turns around, and he smiles at you, 
That's, that's it's awesome. really cool. It's really cool, man. Really, really so cool. So you really get a sense that he's almost there with you. Yeah, and, and he's like within, he's like right through the window, like within touching distance too. It's really, really cool. Really, really great is that we had a great couple hours there. A, a good friend of mine actually had a story about him uh, that I, I've often repeated. Uh, this guy that I used to work with, who I'm still friends with, and uh, he was saying that he bumped into Leonard Cohen on a bus. No way. And um, he, he was kind of shy, and they kind of smiled at each other like there was a look of recognition mm. there. And he kind of gave him the wink like, it's okay for you to come over and talk yep. to me kind of thing. Yeah. And they just started having this little chit-chat, and uh, he was getting off to transfer to go someplace else. He goes, uh, he says, son, are you going anywhere in particular? And, uh, and my friend said no, and, and uh, he said, ride with me. And, no kidding. And they had a little... Wow. And he rode with him up to the plateau to where he got off. Yeah, and he yeah, was yeah. just telling him little stories. And he said, did you know that it took me 10 years to write the Hallelujah? No kidding, man. And, uh, you know, and it was just a very pleasant conversation. Mm. And, you know, it was just a regular guy, yeah. you know, and bumping him on a city bus. Yeah. You know, so... So uh, it's a, a, something about that song, that Hallelujah. If you look at... If you, and you can go online. Maybe you should actually go online. And just... just find the lyrics and you find the li lyrics are very long so you'll, you'll find like four minute versions of the song six minutes versions of the song you know uh leonard does all, all of the lyrics but uh the the, the interpretation of, of of that of that work of hallelujah as, as as a body of work is uh is open to the indi individual artists and it's interesting to see who chooses what lyrics to to use for you know and like and i would love to even even ask them like why did you choose like this portion of the lyrics as opposed to doing the whole thing because i mean you know eight minute song nine minutes, that's not really gonna play but somebody's doing like a four six or or, or or a minute version of the song why did you choose those lyrics you know well, what spoke to you about those lyrics that made you want to record those as opposed to the other ones i think that'd be an interesting uh, conversation have. well and one of the more touching incantations of that i, I remember happened uh last year because uh he passed away right around the same time that you guys were going through that notorious election right? oh yeah yeah and uh, saturday night live had a bit at the beginning where kate mckinnon was imitating uh hillary clinton mm -hmm. and she came out and she uh, she sang the lyrics about I, I did my best you know I did I meant no harm to you or mm -hmm. something like that but it was within a day or two of him passing away yeah but also the very sweet reminder that she lost right yeah. yeah and it was completely somber yeah and uh, you know that put a lump in my throat that yeah. the, very very classy it was no theatrics or anything it was just her at the piano sure so uh, so what else did you see oh uh, so uh, um, inside the um, is uh, uh, so we would. <laughs> On the way out, okay, let's stop and see if we can get maybe, I don't know, cheesy, but t-shirt. Let's see if we can get those. And there was like, there was like three things they have on sale. The bigger part? At the, at the, um, at the exhibit, the Linda Cohen exhibit. They okay. Have like, they have right. like three things on sale on the way out. And three? Three, yeah. There's like Come on. two different t-shirts and, and a bag, like a carry bag. And I was like, well, yeah, maybe we'll shop online. We'll find something else. We'll find a memento. Well, you, you figured that, that for something like that, they would have damn near every album that the guy had ever yeah, recorded. So, something or, uh, nice too, but no, yeah, there wasn't. So some kind of greatest hits collection yeah. or something like that. Yeah, three. No. Yeah. Uh, so we didn't uh, get anything from there, but that, that which is cool. It's totally cool because the just the exhibit itself was was uh, um, again this and there's oh that uh, which we didn't do but like little um, uh, uh, a little room set up uh, where you can say like, throw on um, a uh, virtual reality headset and put uh, some um, uh, uh, headphones on and I didn't I, I'm not sure what exactly what that was whether it was just like being on stage with them whatnot but we did we didn't do that because this uh, something strange to me about having something on someone else's face a thousand times and put it on my face I don't know it's just me I know no, but I, I, it, it, it's just, I, that's, is this that, an odd I don't know I, 
I wouldn't do it on the street. <clears throat> so it's just why in a museum would, would, would you want to do that? So and, and you had a chance to walk. You're, you're staying in the old part of the city, right? So yeah, you had a chance to walk around down there. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, down uh, uh, down that side went to um, uh, first things that uh, um, Julie wanted to do was uh, was uh, poutine immediately. She wanted to have poutine. Right? Yeah, it's immediately just. A and, and I gotta add that for for somebody's Julie's size, she was my personal hero because we went to Dunn's, which is you know the deli that is left because uh, a couple of the other ones are closed now. You can debate this. I'm not a fan of Schwartz's, and I'll probably pay for that later. <laughs> but but I, I I'm a Dunn's guy, so we went to Dunn's and and. Uh, uh, Julie was served a p portion of poutine that bigger men than me couldn't have finished, <laughs> and she put a hell of a dent in that thing. I, I, I she, I, you know, more power to her. Like, I, you know, so <laughs> she's better than I do. She does absolutely, absolutely eats better than I do. That was a fun night. Too, yeah, it was a good right? time. Absolutely good time. Um, and you got to go to the uh, the hockey game too. Eh? Yeah, so um, it's, uh, I had been to Bell Center a number of times. So I saw way back in the day. So um, like just not, I guess soon after it opened, I saw BB um, King and, and Coco Taylor they had a blues fest that was there uh, inside. And there was uh, uh, not long after that, saw I saw Rush there. Saw a hockey game there as well, but uh, that's different. That's like now literally that time you can you can uh, you can uh, um, uh, narrow this down as to exactly when that was. Is Bell Center was up and open, but uh, um, uh, 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 the old uh, the old uh, form was still up as well. So they hadn't done anything with that spot yet, so it was still around that time. Well, yeah, that place is still open. They have a comedy club and a big movie theater in there oh, now. Cool. So, but uh, it's not as popular as everybody thought it was going to be. But they certainly have a, a really in the summertime when they have the uh, the comedy festival here. That's mm. that's one of the places to. Mm. Um, so, just to sort of take this, uh, you know, off to your own work here. You, you sent me the uh, the concept work for Off the Books, right? Yeah. So that's a new story that you're working on. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, just a uh, um, and it's probably really uninteresting to to to, to talk about uh, process and, and and stuff like that. But um, yeah, when when I get an idea for a, a particular. Uh, uh, story or uh, to go in a, a direction with 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 something with an idea. Um, generally, what I do is I just kind of have uh, uh, you know a kernel of it and then just kind of let it run. Okay, so that that's just how that's just how it runs, and that's how uh, and, and it either comes out uh, all at once or comes out and and I come back to it and, and whatnot. So the idea for it was um, uh, born out of uh, the election last year. Uh, the turnover from you know our previous administration and into the the new administration, the entire process and whatnot, and uh, what wasn't being talked about was you know there's all these well he said she said this and that and and one and of course what we've got going on now with the you know the the, the tweeter of the United States Twotus in charge now, um, uh, the idea of of the concept is well what if there's a uh, uh, um, a faction or people who work for the government. And literally work for the government in the name of of the United States, in the name of America. And uh, the idea behind th behind them is nobody is too powerful, and nobody will will ruin what we have going on. And meaning, everyone in Washington D.C. is there uh, uh, mainly to just get reelected. They don't care about anything else. So anybody who's in charge, you can't allow them to ruin what they have there. So uh, the the colonel was was just for. Him to just uh, um, uh, one of the lines in, that uh, I had sent you there, which uh, I, I can I can I can say that is um, 
you know, uh, if someone does something to upset what we have going on, then, you know, we, uh, uh, we shoot the messenger, literally. Right. So we, we, yeah. and we, we rid uh, the, the uh, interference of, of what we have uh, going on. I'm trying not to give too much, but, um, but you get the idea behind it is, is this is, this is his job. Right. This is, this is what he does. And, and, and you're not going to ruin what we have going on, no matter what side he does. So he doesn't have a political affiliation. He, he just doesn't care. Right. He's paid by whoever's in charge to make sure that, don't make sure they don't ruin it for us. And you're, he's given carte blanche to do whatever yeah. he wants. So literally do whatever he wants. So we're going to take a quick break here. I'm going to get in a sounder for the guys down at Combat Radio, and uh, we're going to play a track, uh, some electronica for you today uh, by Double Screen, uh, featuring, this is uh, Donald Sharpson's band out of Ireland who's been on the show. Uh, he sent me a track that he'd like me to play, really uh, interesting piece called a, uh, I hope Donald, I'm, I'm going to mangle the pronunciation of this, and I'll apologize for this later, but Alexi Thema. Uh, Alexi, uh, Alexi Thema or Alexi Thyma, uh, Alexi and then T-H-Y-M-A. Uh, again, this is by his band Double Screen out of uh, Ireland, and then we're going to come back for a few more minutes with Ken. So if you can just give me a second, I'll call up the uh, sounder for combat. <laughs> Hey everyone, it's Ethan with Combat Radio. You know, one of the projects we're most proud of around here is the two-disc audiobook we produced with Disney legend Bob Gurr. From his years of working with Walt Disney to designing the T-Rex for Jurassic Park to Godzilla 1998, the work this man has done is legendary. He designed elements of the Matterhorn, Monorail, Haunted Mansion, Autopia, and much, much more. Get the two-disc audiobook at CD Baby. Just go to CD Baby and enter Fail Fast. Combat Radio Conversations with Disney legend Bob Gurr, and bang, you're on your way to greatness.
And that was Double Screen, uh, Donald Sharpson's band out of Ireland, and the track was called uh, Alexithema. So you can find that uh, online if you, or you can uh, follow up on uh, on Donald's Twitter feed. Really, really, really nice guy when I had him on, and uh, I'd love to have him back at some point. But there's something about the people from the uh, Ireland and the UK. These people are natural-born storytellers. <laughs> I say the same thing about uh, Australians too. So they have a command of the language that you just don't see in North America and they have a, a, a sense of irony that, that is particularly funny so I always look forward to having those guys on. Uh, so we're back with Ken Flott and uh, we were talking about a, a short story that he was working on. I, Ken, uh, you know, the writing is something that you and I hadn't really discussed but is this something that you can see yourself doing more of? Yeah, I'd love to. So usually um, I had a, a friend of mine uh, um, uh, um, who, who once said, uh, said when, when the muse visits don't deny her because uh, um, you never know when she'll be back. So, so when when uh, it, it strikes me to do so, I, I sit down and do so. Generally, that that seems to be uh, very early in the mornings, um, whether it's a weekday or or weekends. And so some stuff just starts to flow. And when uh, I've had enough, I've had enough. And if I get an idea during the day, um, what I'll do uh, just for process-wise, again, probably not very interesting. But um, if I get an idea for a line or an, uh, something that, that fits into the story, I'll just uh, um, I'll email it to myself. And then I'll add it to a separate, uh, um, to the end of the story and work with it next time that, that I jump in. Um, so, yeah, so just the ideas of... Uh, um, uh, you know, take them as they come and, and develop them and, and push them along uh, without any um, real plan, which is probably just uh, something that real writers don't want to don't want to hear. But they have like, oh, here's your process, and you should have beginning, middle, and end before you go into the story. I don't work that way. I, I don't. The for instance that we we talked about uh, with Nikki, just to go back to that, right? Is yeah. so the idea is I found I found a picture found a picture online using that that application called Stumble On. I don't even know if it's still around. And that picture just popped up, and I was like, "Oh, well, let me save that because I was like, that there's something there." Went back to it when I, when I went back to that that I looked at that picture and that 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 first line that he's uh, um, you know my younger brother he's beauty or was and you, you can read the the first the lines of that story. That's how that story started because I saw the picture. I was like, "Well, that spoke to me," so I'm just going to start writing a story about that. And that one I just focused on for it took me about six months, but that's the only thing I wrote about was in that picture. Every time I looked at it, it was just. And I don't even know who that person is. You know, I have no idea. Like, I, have no, I don't know who, who, who it is or who it was. But um, it, uh, he's standing outside uh, the, the ladies' room and it looked like he's probably at somebody's <laughs> wedding in the 70s or what it was. And, and uh, um, you know, incredibly, we found uh, uh, um, Charlie Tacker. You can look him up online. And Charlie looked just like the kid. He's the only kid who came out to audition for the movie when we had uh, uh, we did it down in um, the auditions down in um, Davis Square in, in Somerville. Um, at the theater, and he's the only kid that showed up, and 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 he walked in, and and Dom just like hits me, and he's like, looking at me like, do you effing see this kid? Yeah. But he didn't say it. He didn't, so we right. we looked. It was like, yeah. So we just talked to him, and, and he read, and it was really good, and we got we got really lucky with that. But yeah, so that that's a, that. When when I write, I just write and let it go. So mm-hmm. and moving into, you can, you can cut me off if you want to, but so process wise, when I think about um, uh, filmmaking, filmmaking is very very much um, as writing is as well. Songwriting can be as well. You know, formulaic kind of thing, which is why I like. Um, uh, Leonard Cohen because his stories are, are just like it just covers like so much material um, but it seems to me that uh, uh, like um, filmmaking and and, and, and and whatnot is okay we're going to do this and we're going to get this shot here and on this day we're going to get this you know 40 seconds of it and, and whatnot you know larger um, indies don't work that way and indies because we don't have we can't afford to work that way it's, it's we, when we shoot something some days are two-hour days and some days are 15-hour days but you just you have to work and, and, and work with the flow and, and see what you're getting but to create uh, that story you know moving in, in into the future I see myself 
um, telling uh, so this this particular uh, you know off the books um, I see me doing the uh, uh, you know di uh, direction of the story and some of that would be just uh, you know getting the right shots and whatnot and and creating the story as as it comes along as opposed to Here's we're gonna shoot. Here's the story. Here's the entirety of the story. Well, what if when you're shooting it, what if you and I, Casey, are, are are on set and we're shooting something and we get an idea to take the story in a different direction? Why should we deny that? Why deny that? Why don't I take it and shoot it and see if it fits and then you know put it down and 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 put it that way as opposed to well, we're gonna take it. Here's the story. The story speaks this and, and keep it all on, all in one ball. I know it's a long way way, so, but I, I like the dynamic nature of, of of storytelling much the way they do it in in gaming more so than i like it in movies you right know? yeah so i know we talked about that uh, well and, and uh, i mean you, you, you touched on a number of different things like i'm about to cut my teeth on my my, on my first film project yeah, yeah. with uh uh you know i'm running away with the circus to some extent with a you know a mutual friend of ours paul reeves who yeah. uh I don't know how much I've discussed it on this show, but I, uh, he's actually brought me on as a producer for his film. Uh, so I'm about to find out. Apparently people, he wasn't the only one that mentioned this, but apparently my skills as a corporate salesman seem to give me the qualifications to be an indie film producer. I'm going to find out. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. I, I, I'm, I'm happy to do it. So how do you, how do you <laughs> see yourself? So what, what's uh, uh, um, when you think of that role, the, the producer role, what, how do you see yourself as influencing that project? I, I see myself kind of, uh, whereas the director is sort of the lead storyteller in the, in the bunch, the, uh, the producer is kind of the project manager of the bunch. Mm. Uh, from the business side of things, in terms of making sure that all of the, uh, the you know the pieces fit, that all, that all of the elements are there, that uh, it's much less of a concern in the indie world because you can work at your own pace to some extent. But but that the the project is delivered on budget and on time, mm -hmm. uh, and that you know there are no you know ongoing conflicts in terms of editing or things like that. And then afterwards, in terms of uh, you know support mechanism, in terms of making sure that people know about it, right? Yeah. I can sell anything. I mean, I, I you know that that's my background. I've I've been doing it for close to twenty years now. So, uh, I mean, I was happy to be involved in the project. So we're uh, we're going to see where this goes. It's going to be a fun year, I think. And uh, you know, we'll be talking more about uh, about that with Paul next week. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess what's next for you, Ken? Then you know what are you working on creatively now? You know uh, what's top of mind for you these days? So writing, uh, there's uh, three stories uh, that I'm working on. Three completely <coughs> different things. Three completely different approaches to uh, um, storytelling. And for me, uh, I'd like. Uh, uh, so do you know what uh, uh, what the moth is? You ever hear the moth? Uh, uh, the, the what? The moth? No. Okay, uh, so if you go to moth.org, I believe it is. It's uh, it's storytelling. It's oh, a it live is? storytelling. Okay. Yeah, right. so they have a topic and you just kind of show up and throw your name in a hat and then try and do that stuff. I like to do some of that stuff. I think that, that, that ties in with... Uh, um, uh, you know, uh, doing uh, stand up back in the day, but also, um, you know, acting and whatnot. So, okay. the story's got to be true, and you've got five minutes to tell that story to, to, uh, just, and all you're doing is entertaining these people. So, we've got some, some interesting stories, uh, there. Um, and then taking and then doing, um, first, uh, my first short film on my own, doing the direction to win this, because for me, um, working with Dom as I did, working as closely as I did, and, uh, learning from him, right? So, when I learned from, uh, um, the way my brain works is I see someone who's good at it do it. And I see them do it a number of times, and I see us uh, um, uh, uh, being successful and, and failing and whatnot. But for me, the only way that I'm going to learn, and, and the only way that, that I can keep an interest in creatively doing stuff, is doing it on my own and failing spectacularly at something. You know, it's like, but taking what I've learned and trying to apply it to uh, tell my story my way and, and present it in, in my, my own fashion. And then have somebody else pick it apart and say, okay, good. Well, now I've learned from that. Let me try it again and do it. Because it's a challenge. It's daunting to me. It sounds like it would be really, really difficult to do so. 
and that doesn't you know uh, um, turn me away from it. it actually makes you want to run towards it and see all right let me just run into this wall and see if I can fail spectacularly but but create something that somebody might actually want to see well and uh, I mean you raise an interesting point and uh, you know you can go back to the old analogy that that uh, you can read as many books as you want to about cars but that doesn't give you a driver's license yeah right? agreed yeah so I mean the only way to garner that kind of thing is by you know getting behind the wheel and, and you know learning how to do it on your own right? you can say now you can take that and just say the same thing about porn but it, it, it fits well, differently I believe yeah yeah, so well, it's, it's, yeah or you know, <laughs> any of the other things right but but uh, yeah, I, I digress. I mean, there's no substitute for life experience yeah. as far as that's concerned. And uh, you know, you either die or you don't at some point. Because it, and, and just think about the, the the equipment that we have now, right? So is is um, you know the phone? I have my phone. I have, I have the S7. The S7 has the capability to shoot 4K video. 4K video. That's certainly good enough quality to to make you know some. So if you can tell a story, you can get like the right shots and, and put it together um, in, in a. In a, a, a um, uh, even an average way so that you can say, okay, I understand what you're trying to do with this thing. You've got 4K video you're working with. It's not like the old days where you've got 280p, right? What you talk like back in the day, right? right? right. You're not working with that anymore. You're working with um, uh, the ability to create something that's going to at, least, at the very least look good. And why not take a chance to take it tell my story? I think that's where I'm going to go next with that stuff. Uh, so on that note, we're, I think we're gonna. This is a, a good spot to tie this up. I, I just want to make sure. Thank you again, Ken, for making the trip in from the uh, from the city, making the trip up from the city, I should say, to to hang out with me this afternoon. Uh, where can people go to learn more about what you're doing? Oh, sure. So uh, you want to get in touch with me personally um, on the, for the creative stuff? It's uh, on Twitter at Ken Flott at K E N F L O T T, and it's the same thing on Instagram as well. Would uh, love to talk to you all and uh, um, you know uh, yell at me. If, if you want to, but what you could really do right now is please send help. I want to get out of this basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got, yeah, I've got, yeah, I've actually got him shackled to his chair. So uh, you know, I, I told him he had to get to at least the forty-minute mark before I'd let him go home. So uh, on that note, I'm going to be doing a bonus show uh, next Friday at two o'clock uh, right here on the Mix Radio Network. Uh, an artist by the name of Drea is going to be here, uh, a musician, very talented. Uh, this is a referral that I got from Robert L. Smith, who is both a uh, Grammy and Academy Award winner, who's been on the show a couple of times before. Uh, if that name sounds familiar to you, you probably saw a, a film called 20 Feet from Stardom. So this is one of his protégés is going to be on here. And then on Sunday the 17th, uh, I've got the Indie Rad Pack. Uh, back on the show so Don Portel Ken Flott uh, Voice Nagoka uh, Stephen Voice I should say I gotta get that through my head uh, Ann Lauer and Chip Vanderbeek and of course there's truly uh, we're gonna be having a round table in terms of uh, all of the good stuff that each of us has been up to individually and collectively and uh, you know some of our favorite discoveries that we've made throughout the course of this year that's always a fun show it is it's excellent uh, uh, last two years ago I think what we did was uh, we um, Turn the tables. You turn the tables on yourself, and you let us ask you questions. I thought that was really fun. Well, that was my 500th episode. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Was, that was the one that I had Marshall on, right? Yeah. So yeah, and uh, that, that was just last year. Yeah. Oh, is that cool? Yeah. 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 It was just like, last year. The year might have been two years ago. I'd have to go back and take a look. But uh, I know I have you guys on for the last show of the year. Yeah. That, that that's always been a tradition yeah. for the last few years. Uh, so on that happy note, Ken, any uh, thoughts before we close this down? No, I appreciate you uh, having me on, having me up here, uh, inviting me into your home. And uh, uh, this was uh, uh, 
fantastic experience, and I'm looking forward to doing it again. Um, I'm just gonna work to get up here probably sometime in the summertime. So you have to do well, come up and we'll go to the comedy festival, and I'll. Uh, you know, there's, there's so many festivals going on yeah. here in the summertime, but not only that, but I mean, you know, the F1 and all that kind of stuff. There's mm. a lot to do up mm. here in July and August. Uh, so on that happy note, uh, on behalf of my guest uh, Ken Plot, you Melissa Casey Ryan on the cutting room floor again. I'll be back at 2 p.m. Eastern time on Friday uh, with Drea. So look for that. And until then, be good to each other. And I will say, cut, print, wrap, and I am done. That was another edition of The Cutting Room Floor with your host, Casey Ryan. Follow Casey on Twitter at Cutting Room MRB and on Facebook, The Cutting Room Floor. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.